This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of This is Silly Unplugged. I am Brad, uh, solo host again this week. Um, Bird is still dealing with some family stuff. Eric has not been feeling well, so he's uh, in charge of both taking care of her and the three little ones. Mitch has a sinus infection that he's been battling for a long time, and he's trying to get over that. So it's just me. Let's get into just a quick show. I just finished up the the resumption of the Dallas game. Uh, as you recall, a couple weeks ago, well, it's been longer than that, uh, we were tied nil-nil in the 50th minute when uh, thunder and weather and lightning caused the postponement of that game. They finished up tonight, so it was a weird game, 40 minutes. I mean, if anybody watched it, it was like, oh, wow, it's over already. Um, Dallas prevailed, 2 to nothing. They scored, you know, two goals. Not much we can really say about this one. You know, it was always going to be weird. You know, teams don't really have a time to get into the flow of the game, as it were. And Dallas just, you know, came out and scored two. Nothing we can do about it. It wasn't. I mean, we didn't look horrible, but again, it was such a weird situation, uh, kind of limited by, uh, you have to play the players that you had on your 18 and then, you know, you have to kind of start with who you had on the field if possible, barring injury and things like that. Dallas had a couple subs uh, because two of the players are injured. Um, I don't know. We can criticize, uh, Carnell for not, you know, subbing things out or, or whatever, but, I think more or less you just have to forget this one. You have to do the Ted Lasso. It's a goldfish, you know, 30 seconds later, you completely forget about it. It's not indicative of the way we've been playing of late. Uh, If we'd have had a full game, maybe it would have gone different or maybe it just wasn't our night. I'm not overly concerned about it. Dallas is a good team. It would have been nice to get another three points or at least a draw on the road. Uh, would have been nice to get a couple goals for Pride Razor, but wasn't meant to be. So I, I'm not going to worry about it too much. Let's uh, just all kind of move on from that. Uh, we've got another big game Sunday against the Galaxy. Uh, before we get into that, we're going to talk about Pride Razor a little bit. I talked about it on the last show, and I did mention, you know, the importance of Pride Razor. You would see it about the hateful comments that come, and there have been a few. Um, don't want to spend too much time on that, but essentially, you know, we just want people to be able to live their life. So it is important. The work that Metro Trans Umbrella Group is doing is important. And no matter what they say, nobody's mutilating children. Nobody's, you know, scarring them for life. This is, if you know anybody who's trans and you've talked to them, this isn't done lightly. This isn't done overnight. Uh, this is something that, you know, the people that are getting treatment for it, medical treatment have and psychological treatment, have gone through a lot of therapy and a lot of soul searching. You can't just go in and tell the doctor, you know, I want to be a woman, and then boom, you know, you're a woman. There's a lot to it. So, we're going to do this work. We're going to raise money. And so far we've raised, uh, I think it's $8,000, something like that. Uh, we had, we added our charity du jour to it last week. 
And I did get a note from the Pride Razor crew over the four years that we have done Pride Razor officially, we've raised over $25,000. So that's impressive. So we're going to keep going. If you haven't made a pledge yet, please go to stlpriderazor.org and contribute. You just pitch, like say, I, I'm contributing $2 per goal. So to every goal St. Louis City scores in the month of June, I will give $2. And at the end of the month, it's real simple. Pride Razor sends you a link to directly donate. You're not you're donating right to Metro Trans Umbrella Group. It's not going to us. It's not going to Pride Razor. It goes right to the organization, and they tell you, hey, you, you pledged $2, and now you owe $12 total. Um, and it is an honor system. You, you don't have to do that, or you can give more. Um, but it's just something fun to do, and Pride Razor in general is a great organization, and we're happy to be a part of it, happy to support it. Uh, other big news that uh, dropped today, um, Lilligan Street. <laughs> looks like it's happening. Uh, Fox 2 reported that uh, they've gotten all the petition signatures. The aldermen have put it before the group to vote on. And I guess, I don't know when that vote's going to take place, but crossing our fingers, that stretch of 21st Street uh, between Locust and, what is it, Olive there? Yeah, between Locust and Olive will be renamed Luligan Street. That's where we do our pregame tailgate, or not tailgate, pregame parties right outside Schlafly before every home game. And if we're, if we're a little lucky, they will officially rename that Luligan Street if they do, please do not steal the street signs. Uh, we might get some street signs made so we can sell them so you don't have to steal the ones from the city. Uh, but that's exciting news. I think that's really cool. That's a testament to uh, everything the group's done over the years, um, not only supporting soccer, but you know it helps how much money we've raised for charity. And I think it's a nice little tip of the cap to those of us who've, who've been around and those of us who've just joined uh, it's a nice thing, and these things usually don't impress me. Like, I mean, it's always nice when somebody writes an article about us or we get an interview or whatever. Uh, but this one actually, you know, that's kind of impressive, getting a street named after you. So I'm really proud of that, and I'm really proud of everyone who's helped make it happen. So speaking of the pregame street parties on Luligan Street, we will be back there Sunday. It's a different setup this week. Sunday morning... We will be there from 9 a.m. outside Schlafly. The game is at noon. I think Florida Noise has said we're going to march in around 11.15. Uh, we're still nailing down the food trucks, but the idea was to get some breakfast-themed ones. But Schlafly will be there, and Schlafly will be serving your favorite adult beverages. And uh, kind of neat to do a, do a Sunday afternoon game. So Saturday's off, rest up, and then get up nice and early on Sunday. And, hey, skip church, just come down and go to the cathedral known as City Park. That's where we'll be, and uh, we're going to have a good time. Okay. Let me take a drink here. Okay, so the real news today, the news that if you were on social media at all, you could not escape. I actually started trickling out last night that uh, rumors were that Lionel Messi had decided that he was going to choose... Uh, MLS as his destination when his contract with Paris Saint-Germain ends 
June 30th, um, there were basically three contenders that it came down to. A Saudi Arabian team offered him what is believed to be over 200 million euros a season to come play. And that is believable considering um, uh, Benzema got a, got a deal very similar to that. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo got a deal similar to that. And obviously there's probably more back-end money that we don't know about. But the Saudi league is paying high dollar. I think uh, N'Golo Conte just signed a big contract with them. There's going to be some other guys making the move to Saudi Arabia. And it's big money. And I, I don't blame them. Um, but... I don't know, questions about whether you want to live in Saudi Arabia, uh, especially with your family. And I mean, this is no slight to another culture, but it is um, a different world for especially the wives that would be going to Saudi Arabia. So, but that's a, that's a legitimate destination now for big name stars, especially if they're winding up their careers. And let's face it, a guy like Messi, there's only so many places he can go. It's going to have to be a boatload of money. It's not like he's going to sign for Stoke. Um, you know, if you're looking at the Premier League, maybe a city. You know, city's been rumored to be linked with him before, but it's going to have to be one of those kinds of teams. Uh, in addition to Saudi Arabia, there was some talk that he would rejoin Barcelona, which obviously makes a lot of sense. He he made his name at Barcelona. He is a legend at Barcelona. The fans all season have been cheering his name in the 10th minute. It would have been a storybook ending to sort of go back to Barcelona. But from what I'm reading, Barcelona is in a lot of financial trouble. And and by that, I mean financial fair play. There's only so much they can do because they're really being scrutinized right now. Um, They were going to have to basically gut the team and sell a lot of players and cut the salaries of other players to make room for Lionel Messi. And right or wrong, whatever you want to say, he did not want to do that. He did not want to go back and it be, you know, a situation where, A, they've sold a lot of their good talent, and B, players on the team had to take less money to make room for him. It just didn't feel right for him. Apparently this is, you know, what he said. Um, and I understand that. Uh, he sa- He has said... He does want to go back to Barcelona at some point, be that, you know, who knows, in a coaching role, in a managerial role, in a front office role, or there's still, you know, the opportunity for when his contract really ends to, you know, pick up and play one last season in Barcelona. So that left MLS was the other big contender and looks like inner Miami, David Beckham's team down there in Miami, Florida has gotten, well... (laughs) It's not official yet. At first, MLS tweeted out that it was official, and then they pulled that tweet real back, back real quick, and then they put out a statement saying he's agreed in principle, but you know the, the contract hasn't been signed or whatever. And to those of us who've sort of been around this before, we know Messi's dad's always involved in the contract and probably just decided he wanted to squeeze a few more dollars. So speaking of dollars, here's, here's what we know, and... It being MLS, this will eventually come out because, you know, the player salaries are public. But we know that in addition to a crazy amount of money, and we've heard it's close to $150 million a year. Now, where is this money coming from and how much, you know, is actually salary is still to be determined. But in addition to being paid by the MLS, because don't forget, 
in MLS, the league owns the contracts, not the not the individual teams. So MLS will be paying a salary. Now, typically when you have a designated player, the team picks up anything over the cap amount. So the cap amount is going to be 600000 or somewhere around there, whatever it is now. So the team would be responsible for the rest of the salary. So I'm sure Miami is also kicking in some money. But they have structured his deal to include a, a sum from Apple TV, and that's based on subscriptions. And you can imagine Apple TV script subscriptions will go up with Lionel Messi being a an international superstar and you know one that people care deeply about. You can imagine Argentinian subscriptions going up, Spanish subscriptions going up, and just fans of the game in general. So he's going to get a cut of all the new Apple subscription money. This will kind of help make up for the money that he would have gotten if he had gone to Saudi Arabia. In addition to that, he will be getting the a percentage from his merchandise sales, which, you know, God love the printers in Miami. I hope they're just splashing number 10 on the back of every uh, Miami FC jersey they can, or inter-Miami jersey they can get a hold of because they're going to sell like crazy. Everybody down there is going to buy a messy shirt. I haven't checked. I should. I guess I should have checked the roster. Do they currently have a number 10? Are they going to have to boot somebody out of that number 10 to give make room for Messi? Because I can't imagine he's going to play with any other number than number 10. Um, <clears throat> so he's getting MLS money. He's getting Adidas money. That The shirt deals, are the money's coming from Adidas. Uh, he's getting Apple TV money. And I'm sure there will be a plethora of other sponsorships he will get, much like when Beckham came to America. Uh, his his American profile will increase. Those of us who are soccer fans know Messi, but I mean, this is a move for MLS to, like I said, increase the whole profile of the league. And yes, Messi is an international hero. He is a known quantity, uh, but. There's room to make more fans, and now this will get casual fans or even fans who don't know anything about the game will want to watch Lionel Messi play in MLS. He's, you know, arguably arguably the best player in the world. Um, you know, the debate can go on between him and the rapist Ronaldo, uh, and there are other players now in Bappe and, and Kareem Benzema, uh, you know, Harry Kane, you can throw out whoever your current favorite is, but there's no question that uh, Lionel Messi is one of the best ever and one of the best in our era. And if it wasn't for Ronaldo, I don't think there'd be any question that uh, Messi's the best, but you could still say he's the best. I personally like him better than Ronaldo. Uh, but that's up to you. No, no judgment there. But obviously, everybody agrees he's one of the best players ever. So that's good for the league. Now... Here's the thing about the league. It is single entity, and we do know that in this deal, we, we haven't seen the fine print, but other teams are kicking in for this. Like, you want a guy of that quality, he's going to cost this much. It's good for the whole league. So St. Louis City will be contributing to the messy fund in one way or another. Same thing happened when Beckham came. Uh... The theory is, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Um, 
it'll be interesting to see, you know, it's been several years now and the league has improved since then, but Massey is that seismic of a signing. Um, but when Beckham came, if you'll recall, like when he came to play in Kansas City, you couldn't just buy tickets to that one game when Galaxy played Kansas City. They, they said, no, you're going to have to buy a three-game pack because they're all trying to capitalize on this. So um, St. Louis is a little different just because we're technically sold out. But, you know, I imagine teams will be cashing in and you won't be able to buy just the Miami game. You'll have to buy the package that includes three other games that they can't sell or things like that. And, you know, that's as it is. Everybody's trying to make money. I get that. And, you know, if they're paying for Messi, you can't blame them for trying to do something, you know, to get a little bit of that money back. The other questions will be, you know, will he have some sort of Drogba deal where, like, Drogba refused to play on turf? Somehow I doubt it. If Apple TV's banking on them and giving him a lot of money, he will be expected to play. Uh, when will he play? Yes, we do have a game against Miami July 15th. Do not think he's going to play that game. Don't rush out there and tickets are already going crazy for all these games that he might play in. Um, please do not overspend for that game on July 15th thinking you'll get to see Messi because everything I've seen, you know, puts his earliest availability, like the week after that, a home game. Um, they're not going to do his debut on the road. Um, and then there's even been talk that they're going to hold him and make his debut during the Liga's, Liga's Cup uh, against Cruz Azul down there in Miami. So, I, hey, still come out to the game. Still, you know, we're going to have fun, even if Messi's not here. Um, and then we'll see. Maybe next year we'll get another game with Miami or Perhaps we will meet them in the playoffs or something. You know, with their, them being in the Eastern Conference, there's no guarantee that St. Louis FC will host a Miami, F, Miami, Inter Miami, sorry, Inter Miami. But that's just sort of the way it goes. So uh, exciting for the league. I'm sure it will increase our profile. Um, Messi has a lot of good years left in him. And the way he plays, I think he'll be just fine. The, other, the weird part about it is Miami is dog shit right now. Uh, they don't have a coach currently. They just fired Neville, their coach. Um, and they're in last place in the East. They are not a good team. So, yes, I saw somewhere where his the, uh, Miami's odds to win the cup went up, you know, a thousand percent or something crazy. And I don't think he's going to make an overnight difference and make them a contender right away. But a guy like Messi can influence the games. So we'll have to see how that goes. I'm excited to see him play here. I'm excited to see what he can do here. Um, we'll see if the league has some sort of, you know, like they had the Beckham rules where nobody could touch him. Um, it was the wink-wink to the officials. We'll see if that goes on because this can be a physical league. And, you know, it would be funny if some young kid wants to make his bones and take Messi out. Um, and I don't mean that like it is a dirty play, but the MLS is a physical league, and I think it's much more physical than League One or even La Liga. So he's probably going to get some more physical play than he's used to. He's not a big guy. Uh, but we'll, again, we'll see how that goes. I am excited mostly, I think, for you know players like, let's say, Miggy, for example. You know, It'll be cool to see 
a guy like that standing on the field next to Messi and playing with him. And, you know, just all the, all the young players around the league getting to see that up close and in person. And he will make a difference. He will um, elevate that game. And I think, you know, it will be good for everyone. So I am looking forward to it. I'm sure you're looking forward to it because I've seen all your comments. Um, but don't count on it for July 15th. That's what I would say. Okay, we've got a few comments that came in on Twitter when I said I was going to do this show, so I'll get to those real quick. Um, think lightly of yourself. Uh, he says, why does MLS even have salary rolls? Well, you're right. I mean, this is, you know, this is old school MLS. This is what they do. Uh, don't forget when Beckham came, they created the designated player to uh, make room for Beckham. And then they created the second and third DPs because not only did you need Beckham, you realized you needed somebody uh, Beckham could pass to. So I don't know. And you know, the whole allocation thing and the gam and the TAM, like all of that is out the window. Messi wanted to come to MLS. MLS was going to find a way to, to make it happen. I don't care who was next up in the allocation order. Messi wanted to play in Miami. He's already got a home down there. His wife and family love Miami guess what? They were going to figure out a way to make it happen in Miami. Um, so they may trade some gamer tam around here to, to make it technically fit the rules of the game. Um, but you know, you can make the argument by what, how much Beckham added to the league and the value to the league and not just monetarily, but, um, the profile and the overall Beckham opened doors for other internationals to come. Messi may do the same, just like Ronaldo, for example. There have been players that have gone to Saudi Arabia since Ronaldo. He made it okay to go there. Um, so, yes, I, I, rules rules go out the window when you've got a name like Messi. So it's not fair. It's just the way it is. Uh, Matt Bird, he did have time to, to send me a Twitter question. How many Saudi Arabian League games have I watched since Ronaldo started playing there? Well, the answer is zero. Um, I have not made an effort to search out Saudi Arabian games. It's not going to move my needle, but it will move some needles, and I'm sure they have an experience in uptick. Um, and even just for the novelty of it, people will be tuning into MLS. Uh, but yeah, it's, again, we'll have to wait and see. This is one of those deals that, 10 years from now, we'll look back at and be able to analyze how much it helped the league. Uh, Stewart says he's not watched any because Ronaldo's a rapist. He didn't say that. I'm throwing that in there. Um, um, Museka, I don't know how to say his name. Mo, you guys know him on Twitter. He does the gifts and things. He says he's watched 10 Saudi Arabian games, but not just for him, just because he loves the sport. So there you go. Um, uh, the Bloom Boys, I'm sure the league will make money from it. I'm sure people around the world will pay more attention to the league just because of him. But if I'm honest, it has zero impact on me unless he scores an own goal in the MLS Cup final to help City win. There's the right attitude. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good for the league. But ultimately, you know, the only thing that would worry me is like Carolyn says, well, we would like to go out and sign a DP, but we're, you know, paying $10 million to Miami to help offset the cost of Messi's contract. That would upset me. So Everett Pullum Jr., he says, 
um, as he promised uh, Beckham he would come years ago. So he's a man of his word. Miami will make lots of money. The only negative is latecomers and bandwagoners will now pay through the nose to see him. You know, I don't think this has anything to do with him promising Beckham years ago. I mean, they're friends. They know each other, obviously. And we've seen, you know, Beckham not so subtly tapping him up over the years. Uh, And this has always been like a dream signing, but I I don't think it's because he was fulfilling his word to David Beckham. It just so happened it all fit together. I mean, Beckham knows he, he likes Miami. He's wanted to live in Miami. He has said he's thought about coming to play in MLS. Miami's the best fit for him. But he could have easily taken the Saudi money and gone, or he could have made room and gone to Barcelona. Uh, he's deciding what's best for him at the moment. And, you know, this will elevate his personal profile. I'm sure he will make tons of money on endorsements. He does not have a huge uh, marketing presence in America, uh, and now he will. So um, I'm not going to give him any points for loyalty. Uh, Messi will be also making a lot of money. That, that I'm sure, influences his decision. Uh, Phil Murphy, do you think the league will bend, break additional roster rules to make Miami more complete to compete in the league? Will these lead to more relaxed rules, let teams spend more how they wish within the salary cap? That's an interesting one. I mean, kind of like I said, they used to have the Galaxy rules and whatever the Galaxy wanted, they would get and they would figure out a way to make it legal later. Um, Yeah, I mean, Miami's already tried to sign, you know, more designated players than they should or bend the rules before. They've been caught a couple of times. I'm sure there will be a way to... Um, let's say relax some of the rules to make Miami more competitive because that's what they want, right? I mean, they can talk parity all they want, but they do want super teams. And now that they're investing that much money in Lionel Messi, they do not want him to be on the worst team in the league. So we'll have to again, see how that plays out over the next couple of years. But I wouldn't doubt that it opens up some avenues to bend <clears throat> bend the rules. Uh, but that could end up helping us all over the long run. I mean, the David Beckham rule did eventually pave the way for one, two, and three designated players at each club, um, giving some owners the chance to flex their muscles and their financial muscles. Um, you know, and this this kind of a deal could lead to Let's just say, for example, Firmino. He's been rumored to have been interested in St. Louis City, and St. Louis City has been rumored to be interested in him. He may look at this move by Messi and say, see there, you know, MLS is an up-and-coming league. I also want to go make my mark there. Um, And depending on what financials have to do, you know, maybe Carolyn has the wherewithal to go to Don Garber and say, well, you bent a few rules to get messy here. How about we bend a few rules for us? And I think teams will play that card, and I think they will use it to the best of their ability when they can. So, you know, it's it's always a gamble, but uh, hey, you got to do what you got to do. There are owners out there that do want to spend more money, so maybe this will lead to the increasing of the salary cap. There are owners out there who want to be able to compete internationally and you know maybe that will be relaxing some of the mls rules a bit 
Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, all good questions, and we will see how it pans out. I'm excited to see Messi in the league. I'm not not overly upset that he probably will miss the St. Louis game uh, just because it's going to be a circus for a while. And it'll be fun to watch the circus, but I don't think I want to be a part of the circus. Uh, but I do know people who've already listed their tickets online because they know they know Messi's probably not going to play that game, but they know the casuals don't. And uh, <laughs> tickets are already going for pretty much double what they normally go for for that Miami game. So if you're selling your tickets, God love you. I get it. Uh, I'm going to go to the game and cheer my boys on, just like I am going to do on Sunday. I want you to come out and join us at Schlafly on Luligan Street on Sunday morning. And we can all talk about uh, the messy news in person, or you can continue the conversation online, either with the Luligans or with This Is Silly, and we will we will have that conversation. But uh, I think overall good news for the league, and I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too. Thanks. Bye.